0: Section 43 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens, The Wooing of Becfola, Chapter 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jacob Shumway. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens, The Wooing of Becfola, Chapter 5. In the morning, as they sat at breakfast, four clerics were announced, and when they entered the king looked on them with stern disapproval. "'What is the meaning of this journey on Sunday?' he demanded. A lank-jawed, thin-browed brother with uneasy, intertwining fingers and a deep-set, venomous eye was the spokesman of those four. "'Indeed,' he said, and the fingers of his right hand strangled and did to death the fingers of his left hand. "'Indeed, we have transgressed by order. Explain that.' we have been sent to you hurriedly by our master Melasius of devonish a pious a saintly man the king interrupted and one who does not countenance transgressions of the sunday we were ordered to tell you as follows said the grim cleric and he buried the fingers of his right hand in his left fist so that one could not hope to see them resurrected again it was the duty of one of the brothers of devonish he continued to turn out the cattle this morning before the dawn of day and that brother while in his duty saw eight comely young men who fought together on the morning of sunday dermot exploded the clerk nodded with savage emphasis on the morning of this self-same and instant sacred day tell on said the king wrathfully but terror gripped with sudden fingers at Beckfola's heart do not tell horrid stories on the sunday she pleaded no good can come to any one from such a tale nay this must be told sweet lady said the king but the cleric stared at her glumly forbiddingly and resumed his story at a gesture of these eight men seven were killed they are in hell the king said gloomily in hell they are the cleric replied with enthusiasm and the one that was not killed he is alive that cleric responded he would be the monarch assented tell your tale molasius had those seven miscreants buried and he took from their unhallowed necks and from their lewd arms and from their unblessed weapons the load of two men in gold and silver treasure two men's load said Dermot thoughtfully that much said the lean cleric no more no less and he has sent us to find out what part of that hellish treasure belongs to the brothers of devonish and how much is the property of the king Beckfulla again broke in speaking graciously regally hastily let those brothers have the entire of the treasure for it is sunday treasure and as such it will bring no luck to any one the cleric again looked at her coldly with a harsh lidded small-set gray-eyed glare and waited for the king's reply Dermot pondered shaking his head as to an argument on his left side and then nodding it again as to an argument on his right it shall be done as this sweet queen advises let a reliquary be formed with cunning workmanship of that gold and silver dated with my date and signed with my name to be in memory of my grandmother who gave birth to a lamb to a salmon and then to my father the ard and as to the treasure that remains over a pastoral staff may be beaten from it in honor of molassius the pious man this story is not ended said that glum spike chinned cleric the king moved with jovial impatience if you continue it he said it will surely come to an end some time a stone on a stone makes a house dear heart and a word on a word tells a tale the cleric wrapped himself into himself and became lean and menacing he whispered besides the young man named flan who was not slain there was another person present at the scene and the combat and the transgression of sunday who was that person said the alarmed monarch the cleric spiked forward his chin and then butted forward his brow it was the wife of the king he shouted it was the woman called begphola it was that woman he roared and he extended a lean inflexible unending first finger at the queen dog the king stammered starting up if that be in truth a woman the cleric screamed what do you mean the king demanded in wrath and terror Either she is a woman of this world to be punished, or she is a woman of the she to be banished. But this holy morning she was in the she, and her arms were about the neck of Flan. The king sank back into his chair, stupefied, gazing from one to the other, and then turned an unseeing, fear-dimmed eye towards Becfola. "'Is this true, my pulse?' he murmured. "'It is true.' Becfola replied, and she became suddenly to the king's eye a whiteness and a stare. He pointed to the door. Go to your engagement, he stammered. Go to that flan. He is waiting for me, said Becfola with proud shame, and the thought that he should wait rings my heart. She went out from the palace then, she went away from Tara, and in all Ireland and in the world of living men she was not seen again, and she was never heard of again. End of chapter 5 End of the wooing of Becfola